on, Kino. Children playing, having fun. It's the season. Love and understanding. Merry Christmas to all the Wolves Potty. Everyone. What a song. Oh, what a song. What a song. Welcome to episode 320. That's 320. It's the Christmas special. It's the ENS. Wolves podcast i'm your host nathan judy delighted to be joined by mr liam king liam king that was who singing snow is falling oh no that's that, i'll be honest with you that's actually really out of order from you oh come on you just I'll sang it oh genuinely that More is out. wait 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 there wait there wait there is that shaking oh, don't stevens? google it don't google it no, lad. Just, i swear to god I'm not googling is that shaking stevens or is that the other one? Oh, that is him isn't it you have 1000 percent googled that i promise you how can i have googled it within 0.2 seconds of course you i haven't got on your it. phone of course you, you millennials you're very quick with your thing your fingers and your thumbs excuse me <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. no 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 I, genuinely off the top of my head i went i i know that but i can't remember and then it popped into my head but i was about to lambast you for being hmm. so rude and put me on the spot but i got there it's all good uh, yeah, it's the Christmas special. When I say the Christmas special, that was your Christmas special part of it. Um, and then the rest of it is pretty much a, a new wolf's body. But uh, it, it, it is what it is. How are you feeling, though? Are you in, are you in the Christmassy, Christmassy spirit? I only got back from London late last night, Liam. So uh, I've had three days uh, to get over the hangover of, of West Ham United. And I've we, we've seen Christmas trees and gone to Christmas markets and had Christmas food and Christmas drinks and more Christmas drinks and I'm bloated like Santa. But I do, I definitely feel more Christmassy this year. Maybe this is the first year post COVID where everything's back to normal and coming together. That I feel like, I feel like genuinely, I've had two or three weeks where I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the big day. I'm glad you are. Are you not? You're not feeling it at the moment. I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm, oh. I'm, I, I, I love. You're a big Christmas, Christmas fan. I mean, I'm, you, you, you've slated Halloween, Christmas. so you've got to go Christmas. No, no, Christmas. Halloween's a load of rubbish. I'm, but I'm big into Christmas. I love Christmas. Okay. But it's just, and there's been moments when we're like, yeah, I'm into it now. I'm into it, and it's just, it's not quite taken off. So I'm not 100 really? percent there, but I'm not sort of. I'm not bottom of the barrel, but I'm not 100 percent there. Well, um, I tell you what, I tell you what would make you very Christmassy, Liam. Um, and that would be on Friday night when the Judah Shea Judah soiree, Christmas soiree of, of Christmas music, of, of comple- com- complimentary champagne throughout the night. Um, we've got mulled wine. We've got some spiked apple cider with rum. We've got champagne jelly shots. We've got uh, red wine. We've got white wine. We've got all sorts going on. We've got nibbles. We've got some caterers coming in. The, the annual Judah soiree, it's super Christmassy. Maybe a couple of surprises in there. And uh, and that would definitely complete and, and, and your Christmas build up, run up, and uh, you've you've been me off. I haven't. You've been, been me off. I haven't been you off. You've That's binned not me true. off. You've been off Las Vegas, and now you've been off me. I feel like I'm getting a complexion. That is that is not true. I, in fact, the only thing I picked up from that is mm. that you said the annual Judas soiree, and it's the first yes. time I've been invited. So what happened to the other years? Yeah, but you've got to. You've got to earn your earn your stripes, lads. I mean, you're just a young 16, 17-year-old lad last year. <laughs> Shut up, man. Now you've been in the job for about nine months. Now you get the chance. You can't just come straight into the inner no, sanctum straight away. 
well, you know, I, I, I have earned my place and um, I've earned the, the right You've to... You've earned the uh, hearts of the Wolves fans, Liam. <laughs> well, some of them, maybe. <laughs> um, and I've earned the right to... Well, you know what? Yeah, bin you off. That's just, that's just what it's, it is. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, no, of I'm, course I'm I wouldn't hurt. do that. I'm quite, I'm quite appalled. We've got, we've got you know, we've, it's a small... It's a small gig. We've only got probably 15, 14, 15 people coming. So it's a nice number because you want to get around people, but you don't want you don't want that five or six number. Everybody's in a circle. You want just little pockets going on. Just just a couple of over a couple of rooms, a few nibbles, a few aperitifs, a few amuse bouches, and uh, yeah, you've, uh, you've you've been me off for your family. I haven't binned you off for my family. I had no choice but to uh, rain check. I, I think you forced. could just. I, I mean, for me, for me, you, you go there at seven o'clock. You do your due diligence. You know, you you make sure you see everyone. You look people in the eyes. You have a little bit of a laugh and a joke, and then Rosie starts feeling. Ugh, she got a bit of a stomach bug. She didn't feel great earlier on, but we'll stop for an hour and a half, and then get yourself round here. Happy days. You get yourself round for nine o'clock. You've got two or three hours in you. We might yeah, even get the fire that. pit out. Doesn't really work when you know we we haven't got our own house to go back to, and we go back to. A house that we live with other family doesn't really mm. work, does it? To get away uh, with it, mm. yeah, you can yeah, see the issue great. there, can't you? I can see the issue. Yeah. In fact, that's part the of the reason I've probably not got into as Christmassy as I'd like because me and Rosie have not had the freedom to do, you know, put our own stuff, decorations up, and watch whatever mm. we want. We sort of mm. we watched The Grinch last night, which is a good oh, film. Good which film. The, the kind of like Jim Carrey one or the animated one? Oh, the, the Jim Carrey one, the one from is it the nineties? Is it or early two thousands? Yeah, it is. good, good, um, really good film. Apparently, the animated one that was more recent is supposed to be very good. Actually, you can't beat Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, I grew up watching Jim Carrey films. It's one of my favorites. I love him. Yeah. Um, Strange guy now, but but well, I guess strange guy before, but well, he's always been a bit of an oddball, hasn't he? But um, yeah, I mean, like Bruce Almighty is like one of my favourite films ever. I absolutely love that film. Mm, great film. Um, uh, I, w- I would say the Truman Show was was my favourite. Truman Show is, I, you know, I only film. watched that for the first time last year. Really? I don't know why I'd never seen it, and but yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really good. I've so got an interesting story about the Truman Show. Very quickly, about, on, about 40, 45 seconds. So um, went for. A, Obviously, doing journalism courses. I mean, you do the same same journalism course or same same city anyway in Liverpool. And um, one of the one of the universities that I was looking at was Nottingham Trent University, who did a similar journalism course. So I went from when I was living in Hull, uh, went for the open day there at Nottingham Trent, got there on my own train, etc. Big day for me. Realised that I'd got the wrong day, so <laughs> couldn't tell my parents because they'd be absolutely furious at me. I'd, I'd taken a day off school, and I was like, oh, "What do I do here?" So I went to the cinema on my own, which. Everybody will know is a, a in the following years became a staple of mine um, and uh, watched the Truman Show and w- was fabulous and had had a thoroughly great day um, and also met a met a girl there um, in the cinema um, who was very very nice and I gave her my number and never heard anything back. Should we be shocked? No, no, no. I mean, I was it was it was Tubby Nath those days. It wasn't great, you, were, but, you know. <laughs> I had the confidence to give a number out, but yeah, it was one of those where you were. I was looking at my, staring at my Samsung silver flip phone, uh, waiting for waiting for the message to come for many hours into the night and the next day, and uh, yeah, nothing materialised. But I think maybe she might have lost the number, or it was raining outside when we finished. Oh, and maybe yeah, the yeah. maybe the ink came ran, and um, you know the six became a nine. <laughs> well, I um, I'm, I'm shocked really that you were able to look up from your chicken chow mein in time to uh, to even speak to her. That really. was at uni. That was at uni. Come on. <laughs> Can you, you remember the movie though? If you were if you were an avid listener back in the day of me and me and Chris, 
Um, can you remember what movie I was watching when I uh, was eating chicken chow mein and beef ch- and beef chow mein at the back of a um, the cinema in Liverpool? I mean, I don't know. Don't ask me. I've oh, no that, I mean, that was for there'll be a few there'll be a few people diehard fans who will listen and know exactly that it was Ice Age Two. Wait, <laughs> what are you watching at the cinema anyway? What is wrong with you? Well, we d- I've done the lecture and there was a seminar and I'm like, you know what it is when you have that oh, break. Yeah, you, no one's going back to the seminar. You've done your roll call, Ice Age 2 and a chicken chow men are going back to talk about media law. Sorry. I'll break the media law and I'll go and watch, I'll go and watch Manny. Manny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, that's, that's a little bit sad, isn't it? I, I'm it actually a little bit sad. upset thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. I feel bad for you. Sorry, carry on. Carry on, what was I saying? Just about your yeah, lack of Christmas. Um, oh yeah, well, it's just that really. You know, you know, when we've not got into the house before Christmas, mm-hmm. we were hoping to do, and then we don't really be able to do, you know, your own thing. So we, we've done our best. You know, we we uh, yeah, we watched the Grinch last night. We had a few little Guinnesses. It was Ooh, it was Guinnesses nice. like that. Don't mind a little Guinness. So yeah, it was alright. Not too bad. What are the but, chances um, of you coming late on 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 the on the on the Judas soirée night? Well, it depends how long uh, the family. Shindig goes and depends how long you guys are, are going for. So I reckon I reckon we'll be there till midnight. Yeah, it might not be it might not be uh, a great great odds to be honest, but we'll see. Uh, we've got Muppet Christmas Carol coming up tonight. Very excited about that. Did you see the uh, the Home Alone AI? Did you see that that's coming out at the moment? Nope. So some guys um, got all these pictures of Macaulay Culkin and. Joe Pesci and all, all the people, how they would age today from like recent images and, and some that are AI generated. And it's kind of made this Home Alone 3. I know there was a Home Alone 3, but not with Macaulay Culkin um, movie, what it would be like today. And it's insane. Like it's crazy, some of the images. And a lot of people are uh, building, kicking up a bit of a storm saying, you know, they, they need to make this into a full length feature film. So watch this space because it is crazy from what I've seen. Wait, and is it like a trailer he's done, or is it? Yeah, it's well, Google it. It's it's really clever, really smart, and the pictures of like Macaulay Culkin these days. Well, I'm, I guess you could just get Macaulay Culkin to act as he looks today, but um, bizarre, bizarre. But saying that, one and two, insane. But I would definitely watch that if that was um, put across to me on a plate for for certain. So that's going to be Home Alone. I think one and two is probably going to be my next two. But yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol tonight. Very much looking forward to it. Oh mate, that that's I think for me probably the best Christmas film. I like, think Christmas so. Carol. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be. I it's always a thing where we watch it on Christmas Eve with my family. I'll go over and watch it, but obviously we're going to be busy this year uh, at Molyneux, uh, so uh, I will have to try and find a way to uh, to squeeze it in. There's a Jim Carrey one as well, you know. Did you see the Jim Carrey animated one, Christmas Carol? If you yes, I think I have seen that. I think I did see it. Yeah, I think I might have seen it when it came out when I was younger. But um, yeah, it's decent to be fair. It is decent. Scrooge, have you seen Scrooge yet? I said you shouldn't watch it. That's on your notes to go for. That's no. a good Christmas Carol. No. No. Really good. Bill Murray. Um, there's one with Patrick Stewart, Richard E. Grant, which is kind of a bit more classical. Don't think I've seen that. No. Okay. okay. Not very. Not very useful, really, am I? No, you're not great, mate. You're not great. Let's let's move on to um, something else that wasn't great. West Ham United three, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. My goodness, Lee, the London Stadium has not been kind to Wolverhampton Wanderers as of late. Um, not a great game, mate. Um, look, <sighs> tactics, um, performance, VAR. We're at Thursday now, so um, there's a few podcasts that have gone on and talked about it at length. We could talk about it for a little bit, but really, from when you saw that team sheet to what the full-time whistle was, there wasn't anything particularly surprising in it. In the, in the 
in the sense that I was surprised at the way that Gary O'Neill set up. It wasn't. It's not been a great couple of games for Gary O'Neill, to be honest. Um, in terms of in terms of tactical um, nous, I guess. Um, I think people would have done differently. Look, if they'd gone there and got a draw, something, then people would have been saying something different. But you did feel that it, it looked a little bit irregular when we saw that team sheet came out, and the performance, especially that first half, was um, pretty pretty diabolical, to be honest. Yeah, I, I didn't like the team when I saw it. Um, I didn't like it during the game. I didn't like it after the game. So that that pretty much sums it up. It was um, it was strange because Wolves are playing or have been playing, particularly with Aitnori Nori and the team up until his injury, this hybrid formation of a four into a five where Aitnori Nori will, will push on into a left wing role. Huang will push inside as more of a, a striker position, more centrally. Um, Totti will move over into left back. But then Aitnori will drop back in again if and when it's needed to. And Totti is very aggressive at, at sort of pushing forward almost into midfield at times to to take on a, a Foden, for example, uh, against Man City. Um, that player that picks up that, that pocket, he's sort of man-marking that player. And Wolves did sort of the same tactics where Totti was stepping in on uh, Kudus. But they didn't have that sort of cover, if you will, of an eight Nori or Bueno, whoever it was that's playing that sort of left wing back hybrid role. Um instead they had a Bellegarde who, you know, at times dropped in, but that isn't his forte and I think he was clearly instructed to get further forward and Totti was certainly a bit wider than he has been um to make it more of a four. So it didn't really work because as Totti stepped in it left for me acres of space and gaps in behind and you know West Ham exploited it. Now, I understand Gary Neal's point after the game where he said that the difference in the game is that Wolves gave away easy goals and West Ham were very clinical. If you look at the stats, you know they, they had you know minimal shots on target, but they scored three goals. That is true, but I think the eye test, the old saying, is is an important one. And yes, Wolves were better in the second half without being you know really cutting them open that much, but they were better, certainly. But that first half, the Wolves were so poor, just in possession, mistakes out of possession mistakes, no real intensity, no pressing, no intensity with the ball, no urgency to get it forward. Very slow once the ball did get into the forward areas. Belegar was totally off it. He wasn't the only one, obviously, but totally no. off it first half. And obviously a lot better second half, but that first half he was all over the place. Huang was anonymous throughout the whole 90, even the second mm-hmm. half when Wolves were a bit better. So I, I could go through different individuals as well, particularly defensively. So, yeah, it's... um. It wasn't a good afternoon for Wolves, both performance-wise and tactically from Gary O'Neill. And I think now, you know, you've got to try and get through what is a small rut that the team's in. Did uh, did Dan Bentley stare at Medusa before kickoff because he literally seemed like he was set in stone for the uh, ninety minutes? Yeah, not not the best afternoon for him. Um, and we've seen it before, haven't we? As, as much as I like Dan Bentley, we saw it against Ipswich, pretty much threw a couple in in the net, or, or could have at least done better with them. Now, he's not helped, obviously, by the fact that the defending's pretty atrocious and, and West Ham have got easy opportunities to at least have a shot on goal. But I think he's got to do slightly better with, with some of those those goals and uh, maybe even got off the line a bit quicker. I think setting the stone is probably a good, good way to put it from you. <laughs> so, yeah, not, not, not the best afternoon from him. But Like you say, he didn't get a lot of protection at times. He didn't Did get you see Mohamed Kudus' interview after the game about Bentley? No, I completely missed this. Yeah, so really interesting line. Now, fair play if they'd, if they'd gone into this um, depth of knowledge, but they, he said 
about his goals and he said, oh, we were given videos beforehand to say against this goalkeeper, we need to take early shots. Um, and we're, and I was like, bloody hell, like, <laughs> but Dan Bentley. And I was like, I was like, are you sure it wasn't maybe Jose Sarr or something like that? But I guess Dan Bentley and they'd, had, they'd been given a lot of information that against Dan Bentley, take shots early, surprise the goalkeeper. And um, you could be, you know, it will it will work out in your favour, and that's exactly what he did. Especially that first shot, he took it very early, Kudos. I mean, way outside the box, but obviously caught Bentley um, unawares because that wasn't right in the bottom corner. It was a great finish. It was a great strike, but at the same time, you know, he could have probably taken two or three more yards, or maybe even carried it just on the edge of the box. But uh, yeah, that was um, interesting that he said that after the game, um, going into that depth that they'd been given of, I, I of, do um, of information. I do wonder whether when they were shown that, were they shown that leading in the week leading up to the game or were they shown that once the teams were announced and we're talking, you know, an hour before kickoff and they're shown a few quick videos and given some instructions? Because mm. I'd be very surprised if West Ham were preparing for Dan, Dan Bentley to be in goal. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so I wonder I wonder if... In the There's no goalkeeper do, knowledge just, crossover or anything like that, is there? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, know. I mean, it'll crossover to some extent, but you know, goalkeepers have got different strengths and weaknesses. So, I wouldn't. Did did, Kudus, did he say Bentley or you know, in the or did he just say this this goalkeeper? Did I think he said the goalkeeper. This goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, after I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now, that is that is a massive coincidence. I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost convinced that they've planned for Jose Sarr and Kudus probably doesn't even know that it's a different goalkeeper. Yeah, well, that's the other thing that I was thinking. Like, has he completely just not, not even realised that there was a change of keeper? No, I, he probably because especially knowing how this is not all footballers, but football in general and how some footballers can be. I mean, you're fine footballers. You won't even know what team they're playing next until yeah, until, oh, yeah, for until, sure. Yeah. In, you know, until you go into the next next um, the next training session. I'd be gobsmacked if he even knows. Well, which Gary, Gary Neal doesn't know who team he's playing. He only knows the next team. He doesn't know. He doesn't. He has, he's got absolutely no idea they're at Brentford on the twenty seventh. No idea. <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure that's. A, that's <laughs> he always accurate. says that. He said literally. I, I don't even know who we got next. He said that about four times this season. I don't even know who we got the game after this one. No idea. It's, it, it's I like, mean, one hundred percent he does, but it's no, fine. he doesn't. Mate. He doesn't. Honestly, seriously, he doesn't know. Nuno didn't look at the table until thirty-seven games gone. I had no idea. Didn't know. He doesn't look at the table. Yeah, find that, find that really... I mean, it'd be interesting. We're looking at the table with Forrest um, in the bottom three this season, wouldn't it? Ooh, <laughs> nasty, nasty. Burn, I didn't mean that. I burn, didn't really mean baby, it, but I did burn. it anyway. More to come on that later. But yeah, um, yeah, it was it was, it was was a bad daily off. It's all around one day. I mean, I've got to talk about... You know, he said Bellegarde had, had a shocker first half. I thought it was better second half. And then absolutely ridiculous challenge as well uh, from Kufal. And yet again, the only major error of the re- weekend was uh, against Wolves. Like, look, let's be honest. This wasn't changing the results. Absolutely. If Wolves had West Ham had gone down to nine men, it wouldn't have changed the result. The Wolves just didn't look like scoring. Um, but at the same time, it's just another stinker. And it's, it's pretty embarrassing, isn't it? I know there's going to be um, some demonstrations that are scheduled for the Chelsea game on the... Uh, on Christmas Eve, and and I guess after a couple of games of quiet VAR, where there hasn't been a lot going on, this is this has brought it into uh, the local and national scale again, oh, and probably the demonstration will be a little bit more will be a little bit more vociferous. Would you say? Oh, I uh, you, I mean the, the 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 listeners may have heard me just say, "Oh, are you still there?" Because you yes, yes, I did hear that from... slightly. Heard yeah, you did, you, you did completely cut out there, I'm afraid. Um, oh, you are okay. talking about the Kufal incident, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just saying and with the demonstration that's going to be there on the 24th as well, after a couple of quiet games, maybe that was going to peter out a little bit, but this has brought it back into the national the national frame, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be fair, the, as far as I'm aware, the, 
demonstrations for Sunday are more going to be geared towards the fact that the game is on Christmas Eve and the Premier League not thinking about fans rather than mm-hmm. VAR. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's a fair point because uh, the fact that Kufa didn't even get booked for that is incredible. Um, it was a really... I mean, I think they described on W uh, on, on on Sky, sorry, as a WWE <laughs> move. I was, I was about to say on WWE as a Sky move. <laughs> I was going to um, say, I know, I know. Um, you've come across the. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into my wrestling. Um, you're more into that, that's that stuff. I but I mean, that um, that that did look just that's a little bit. It's rubbish, isn't it? Um, it's wow. <laughs> it was a bit uh, heavy-handed, put it that way. Um, and then obviously he goes into he flies into Bellegarde in the second half as well and, and, and finally does get a book in but um, I quite like the way Gary Neal addressed the question there um, after the game about, about Kufal because he said he didn't really have a major issue with the, the, the initial incident albeit I don't think he was best pleased with it but he didn't make a big thing about it and said more about you know his accumulation of tackles and what he did in the game how he didn't get two yellow cards is a surprise basically Um which which I completely agree with, but yeah, it will bring it, you know, bring it back into into the forefront of, of people's minds a little bit. Um, what we hope it doesn't do is have a big impact in games that will matter. Because to your point, Kufal getting sent off there does that change the game? And Wolves go get a point. The way they perform, probably not. You know, you never know. I suppose if that if that goal stands in the second half, the Strabia goal, it's two one. Maybe that has an impact as well, but. Um, I, st- I still think Wolves go on to probably lose that game the way that the way that it was going, but you don't want it now to impact a game that is nil nil or Wolves are one nil up or two nil up and then something happens. So um, this is going to be something we're going to have to deal with for, for the rest of the season and probably beyond because you know my thoughts on VAR. I'd, I'd get rid of it tomorrow to be honest. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But they're going to do, they're gonna have to do better than that, aren't they? It's been a disappointing few games. I know it sounds silly when they've got four points from the three games, those four points coming at home in the back-to-back, um, back-to-back inside a week. But at the same time, you do feel that it's just slightly a little bit of a dampener going into an important Christmas Eve game. But I definitely feel like from the fans' point of view, um, not just on socials, but speaking to them outside, they're a little bit frustrated. The football that they've been watching recently hasn't been of the standard uh, that they've become accustomed to under Gary Null in the early stages, I think. It's been very much attacking and, and quite free-flowing, uh, despite going to a back five. And maybe the pinch of losing Pedro Neto, we're going to come on to him in a little bit as well, we're back out on the on the training pitch and, and hopefully will be available for the Chelsea game in, in some capacity. Um, but maybe, maybe finally that's starting to show a little bit because this team are looking a little bit one-dimensional at this moment in time. Yeah, they, they need a little... Sort of added in boost, just a little boost, a little something, don't they? A little, a little bit of Bailey's in the coffee, a little bit of yeah, a spike. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Neto will definitely bring that to to whatever extent he's able to play um, against Chelsea. I mean, as we recorded this, we've not spoken to Gary Neil yet, but we're hoping he'll be involved in some capacity. Um, and regardless of, I mean, even in some ways, I know it might be a bit of a cliche, but even in even if he doesn't play and he's on the bench, just him being around the team again and being with the players will hopefully have some sort of impact on them. Mm. Because we know how important he is. But then they do need to go into January and and make some additions because this team is still a very good squad. Um, Gary Neal's done a very good job with them still, but it does it is a little bit light in areas and it just needs a little bit of a little bit of fire, a little bit of a little bit of boost. Um and particularly in those forward areas because I know there's a question about it, but Wolves have been quite slow attacking wise recently Sarabi is a part of that if I'm honest as much as I think he's actually been okay in recent games mm-hmm. but he's not 
someone who's going to burst through and get fans off their seats. He's very much an intricate player between the lines, pick the ball up in pockets of space, make things happen. And I think Wolves do need to add in that department. A winger is something I've mentioned on here for for weeks at Wolves. Don't take away at. my segment, Keen, coming up. Don't take away my January segment. I won't. I won't. I'll come back to it. But that is that for me is a part of the the same point really, where Wolves need. They just need a little added something. And mm. th- this was always going to happen. This little rut, this little small spell. This was always going to happen where Wolves were going to go through a little bit of a difficult patch. And they managed to get through the Burnley and, and Forest games with points, despite not performing particularly well. And obviously West Ham, they didn't. But they've now got to, regardless of performances, they have to start picking up a few more mm-hmm. points. And Chelsea, Brentford and Everton, the next three are going to be uh, quite telling. Okay, good to know. Um, ba, 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 ba. Keen or not keen? Christmas special, baby. Keen or not keen? Christmas special. Here we go, special. baby. Let's are do it. Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay. Um, sprouts or no sprouts? I am. Wait, mm. it's keen or not keen? But you're giving me the two different options. You should just say should just say sprouts. Sprouts on your Christmas dinner. Liam not keen. keen or not keen? Keen. Oh, keener. What? But 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 it's slightly in my defence. I've never really properly eaten them. I don't think they're not really. I don't know. They're not really my kind of thing. Mm. But then we did have some at um, the London Stadium, didn't we, the other day? And they were a little bit hard. I did almost lose a tooth on one of them. Yeah, um, they weren't the best, mate. But taste-wise, I didn't think they were too bad. They were okay. So I wouldn't be 100% against it. But if you're going to give me an option, I'd say no. No, not keen. Okay, the, the next next thing. Um, the best part of the day um, at West Ham was me and you having breakfast at the Westfield uh, pre-game. Absolutely keen. 100%. 100% I mean, I had to take out a second mortgage to pay for it. <laughs> um, How much was it? How much was it for two breakfasts? <laughs> it was 60 quid. 60 quid? Um, I think, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to find out... Have you got it through expenses? Well, I, I'm going to find out a bit more tomorrow, but I think I managed to squeeze it through. <laughs> so, oh, I love that! I love so, that! <laughs> it's going to be a Christmas party in my place, mate. Oh, oh some new bosses listening to this going, what? 60 quid? Who do these two think they are? These two jokers? It's a day out in London. It's two people. I think that's that's fine. It's more than We're enough. your biggest superstars, mate. That's who we are. Keep Absolutely. Uh, I need my grill to loom me. <laughs> An hour before I'm going to eat lunch in there for free at West Ham Stadium. Okay. Um, Christmas Eve present. Keen or not keen? I don't have a massive prob- I don't have a massive problem with it, but I've not really done it, so I have to say not keen. I've not not really ever done it. Maybe once or twice in, when I was younger, I might have done it, but it's not really been a thing. It's not a tradition Actually, in my household. Uh, no, same. Uh, we've only done it like, re- like recent years, maybe because we have presents that we hide away, etc., and bring them down, put them in a sack, and but we have a few presents under the tree, and if there's there's one under the tree that's for maybe maybe not for you, but from a friend or or some family member or whatever, and it's going to be small, then we we do go to have a little a little early opening. I don't you know? mind it, but yeah, I, I I've never really done it. The problem is, I'm going to be in the pub on Christmas Eve, okay. so okay. I don't really have time to be, you know, getting presents out. Yeah, I'm going to be yeah. football back home. This, well, this year, obviously, normally it wouldn't be football, but football You're going to go from home. football to, to the pub? Well, I will be any... home first, finish my work. If my boss is listening, I will be making sure everything's in first, and then I'll be in the pub. So you're going to get back in in the early hours on Christmas Day? You don't want to have a good night's sleep? 
We still no, have they... a handwritten Christmas note um, downstairs waiting for us with carrots eaten and mince pies eaten and a little bit of a little bit of whiskey being taken taken away. Well, with all be... our achievements throughout the year. I'll just be getting up. It's a small piece of paper for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'll just be getting up Christmas Day, regardless of how much sleep I've had, and starting all over again, getting on the wow. on the Guinnesses, baby. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, keen or not keen, you're more of a taker than a giver. <laughs> Poor from you. What are you talking? It's a um... Christmas special presents. You're more of a taker than a giver. You like to receive. <laughs> the sad thing is, I probably am keen. I probably have to say that. I probably <laughs> You're am. You're one hundred percent keen. Probably am. Probably am. Um, I, I like giving presents, but mm. I've not really been in the position where I'm splashing the cash. Sure. Same, so same. <laughs> I'm a bit more of a taker, I think. Okay. Sadly. Excellent news. Excellent news. I'll be um, I'll be cutting that soundbite and using that throughout the uh, 2024. Uh, here we go. Um, June Lopetegui is back in the Premier League before the end of this season. Oh, that's a tough one, you know. I'm gonna. I don't know whether this might be a bit of a surprise, but I'm gonna say that luck does not go his way. Not keen. I think he's gonna be waiting. Keen. Not keen, not keen. Okay, okay. Um, we'll come on to that in a little bit. Back on to that a little bit. Um, turkey sandwich, uh, late Christmas evening when you are you are so full, you can't move. You're stuffed, but you still make a huge turkey sandwich with cranberry sauce. Massively keen. Oh, I love that. Incredibly keen. I mean, you know a lot of my food, you but do. I'll Me go too. through everything. I mean, it's the you know the normal. Uh, Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner, go through the chocolates, go through... I mean, I, I always have profiteroles as a dessert. Mm, on, on, wow, one of my favourite desserts, have that on Christmas on Christmas Day. I'll go through the cheese board, go through biscuits, and then it's probably, what, 9pm. I mean, you, mm. you, don't need, you don't need anything else. You've had loads to drink, you've had loads don't to Don't need it at all. You're don't full. need to touch a thing. And I will 100%, without oh. doubt, go and get a turkey sandwich. And sometimes a turkey and ham Sandwich. Oh, interesting, interesting. Throw a bit of gammon in there as well, and the cranberry sauce. Holy moly. Oh, yeah, cranberry sauce all over. I mean, once you go back into the kitchen and it's all just out there and it still looks delicious, I don't know how you can't go and make that sandwich. And I'll warm the turkey up a little bit more. I'll warm the gravy. I'll even put a bit of gravy on that sandwich. Oh, I, care. I don't care mate. if it's dripping. You need a little bit of moisture because it might have dried out a little bit, but just to, just to kick that back in, oh, my God. How can you not? I'm getting really hungry now thinking about this. I'm not joking. I think I've put on half a stone in about two weeks already. So I might as well go the whole hog and put a stone on. Because January's there. You can work it off, can't you? You're gonna, it's going to go off quickly in January, that first half a stone. And then, you know, you build up the rest for January and February. I think it's fine. But yeah, I've definitely indulged this December more than I have done recently. I mean, I've got a big plan for January as well, ready. I'm Ooh. ready to, to go. To I'm going kill, on it, the, kill it. I'm going on a ski holiday in early Feb as well. So I'm getting myself... It's like a little boot camp. Get myself ready for that holiday. Well, skiing's as well. good. Skiing's a good workout as well, especially because you haven't skied before. You're going to be using every muscle that you've uh, that you've got in your body. Absolutely, trying to stay on on two feet. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I've got a big plan. I mean, it's going to be yeah. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you some more details in due course. Love it, love it, love it. Can't wait. Um, last couple. Of, oh, last one. Christmas pudding. Keen or not keen? Not keen. Oh, keeno. Why? No, no bueno. Really? Not, not for no me. No Hugo. No Hugo, not for me. No Santi. 
Why? No. Um, and so that's it, again, that could, be, what, that could be a new one. You think Kianoki? It'd be like no Santi, no Hugo. No but Hugo, we'll, uh, no we'll Santi. It. It's, it's a different. It's a different segment. Different segment it's, altogether. It's one of those weird. So I, I you know, you, as I say, you know, I love my food, but mm. I, as a kid, mm. I was never like the fussiest. I was never terrible, but I was always a little bit fussy about certain things. Yeah. And there's always been certain things that, I, as a kid, I'm like, oh no, I don't like that. But I never, I've never, I don't think I've ever tried it. Christmas pudding is one of them. I've never, ever, never eaten it. But in my head, I don't like mm. it. It's one of those weird things that I can't get around. I don't really know why. Got you. So I probably should try it. And one of these days I will try it. But I don't, I'm pretty sure I've never tried it. And it's not really been for me. But I'm not really a fruitcake kind of guy. I never had, I've tried fruitcake before. It's not really for me. So okay. yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about it. But I, yeah, not keen, I'm afraid. Profiteroles all the way. And that's the end of uh, the Keen or Not Keen Christmas special. Uh, thank you very much to the person who um, uh, let me know about Keen or Not Keen. Very good segment, and uh, I will reply to you in due course. I've got so many people to get back to. Uh, right, uh, word from word from one of our sponsors, Football Prizes. Football Prizes, your one-stop shop for some incredible bundles, some amazing shirts on offer. This next one, um, okay, not a Wolves player, but one of the all-time greats in Paul Gascoigne. Um, £1.95 is all it's going to cost you. 7.30 tonight, it ends Thursday, 21st of September. £1.95, a 10% discount if you put in uh, the code. A Wolves Poddy, um, magnificent, uh, beautiful shirt, and so many on-the-spot prizes. 34 instant wins, £2,000 worth of tickets for £1.95. Kino, £1.95, take 10% away. How much is that off the ticket? 10p. Oh, Kino. £1.95, 10%. Why? It's like 9.5 pence. Oh, Kino. Why, Kino. Kino. I don't know, mate. I don't know. £1.95. What's 10% of £1.95? Move move the dot, carry the dot across. 19.5 pence, correct. So wound up to 20p twenty p off. £1.75, baby. Well done. That was your your year one maths for you from Liam... Keen, right? Wolves merry-go-round in managers this week. It's been a bit cray-cray. So we've got, we've got, um, of course, Gary O'Neill, who is not having his greatest time in the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't say um, as Wolverhampton Wanderers manager, but overall, Liam, I think he's done an excellent job, and I think many people um, understand uh, the magnitude of what he's done. I think in the short space of time, Wolves are currently um, are they thirteenth, Liam? They are indeed thirteenth uh, in the Premier League, but a stable thirteenth for me, a stable thirteenth. So I'm just getting the Premier League table up now. Yes, 13th, Bournemouth 14th, uh, but still got a game in hand. Bournemouth, of course, they're going to replay that game against Luton, but uh, Palace, Everton, Notts Forest uh, below them, and then Luton, Birmingham, Sheffield United in the relegation spots. The Glob update will be coming next week. Um, so Gary Neal doing, doing a really good job, I think, since he's been there. Um, Nuno Espirito Santo is now the new Nottingham Forest manager. Uh, after flying in, Steve Cooper has gone, and Nuno is in. Nuno is um, managing his third Premier League club in in two two and three years, which is pretty crazy, really, when you come to think about it. I mean, he's basically managed fifteen percent of the Premier League already, um, but bizarre, really, that um, he's in. Of course, sacked by Spurs, sacked by uh, Il Itihad, and um, and has come in and um, will be the new Nottingham Forest manager. And then you've got you've got our good old friend Lop, who. 
wants to speak to anyone and everyone uh, just to say, I'm still here, everyone. I'm still available. Um, people putting it out as exclusives left, right and centre. I think he's done about 150 exclusives since he's left just to say, yep, still looking for a club, still looking for the clubs that I want. I'm holding out for a job, uh, which I thought was quite amusing with their, their sit down with Sky, um, saying absolutely nothing, that, nothing new. Um, it's just really just getting him in, in that public eye, really. Uh, waiting for the West Ham job that's not going to materialise anytime soon. They've been desperate to get it. I'm sure every single West Ham game they're hoping to lose. And they're, now they're starting to think, oh, could we could we push a Man United? Could we try and get a Man United? You just know exactly what's going on in 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 terms of in terms of LARP and in terms of of Nuno. But what do you think about the three Wolves managers at this moment in time? Well, I'll start with Gary because he's the uh, he's the man in Gazzler. charge. Yeah, Gazlar, as you like to call him. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's not been the the best couple of weeks. The performances, I think, a couple of mistakes he's made. You can go back to um, early uh, games coming in as, as Wolves boss, and there's maybe a couple of tactical uh, naiveties at times. But overall, I think he's been a very very good signing. Someone who's settled the team giving the team a bit of love and confidence, a bit of the arm around the shoulder. You've got to remember, this was a, a manager in Julian Lopetegui who in the summer was publicly saying that these players and this team isn't good enough to compete uh, in the Premier League. And Gary Neal has taken that same group of players and given them um, yeah, that arm around the shoulder and a little bit of a nudge to say, no, look, we, we can do this, we, we, we're fine. And he's done a very good job and got some very good results. Now, as I say, a little bit of a iffy spell right now, but I've got confidence that Wolves and, and Gary Neal will come through that relatively unscathed. So, overall, a pretty solid uh, start, and I would give him probably a, a 7 out of 10, if I've got to put a rating on it, something like that. A, a, a pretty decent return so far. I would um, say 7.5, yeah, I think so. I, 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 I almost went at 7.5, to be fair, yeah, around that. Maybe seven's a little bit harsh. but I think it was 8 going into... Probably eight after Burnley, even though it was horrible. But it was probably an eight after Burnley. Probably dipped a little bit in the last yeah. couple of games. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. So let's go seven and a half then. That's, okay. I think I think that's a good a good return. So mm-hmm. pretty um, pretty solid. Um, the Lopetegui one is is funny more than anything, if I'm being honest. Because and I'm not going to criticise him because I, I can only deal deal with you know the person in front of me. I can how he treated us and, and how he was with us. I've got to sort of give a little back uh, and analyse it the best I can. He was always great to work with. I've got, I've got no criticisms of him as a person. I've always given him criticisms of the way he left walls. I think he, he jumped ship and threw the towel in too early and, and too quickly. Um, and I'll continue to criticise that. But what it is at this moment in time is someone desperate for a job and is keeping their name out there and, and pushing for it. And it's, it's quite amusing. Um... I don't feel bad for him that he hasn't got a job because he's turned down reportedly eighteen million dollars a year to go to Saudi Arabia. So he's, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he can make his own decisions. But I don't see him getting anything anytime soon. I, I might be, look, obviously, I don't. You know, not to follow, the, follow not to the, the kind of teams that he's aiming for. I don't think. No, like I said, no. I think I think Moyes was the one that he was looking to replace, wasn't he? And they've just kept on doing pretty well. They've had a little bit of a dip, but I think that anything, at least this season, will be very premature. I think so, yeah. I mean, look, it, things happen quickly in football, you know, you never say never. But I just can't see, you know, the kind of job he'd want that coming up anytime mm. soon. Mm. And maybe he'd take something right at the end of a season, I don't know, but I, I just can't see it happening. So, yeah, quite an amusing situation for him to be in. I mean, you, you know, I might pop up with a 
exclusive interview with him one of these days, and it'll be the uh, the two hundredth exclusive of the uh, of the month. Um, yeah. He said he said nothing, but he's getting his name out there, and that is the mm-hmm. game. That is the mm-hmm. game of football and the way things work. And he's doing what he needs to do. Um, yeah. Crack on, basically. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nuno one. There'd be a few people I'm sure would be quite sad to see him at Forest, especially considering the way that you know Wolves and Forest have uh, have battled over the last eighteen months or so. And um, he'll probably do quite well there. Probably do decent with. I, I mean, I don't think their their squad and and you look at the them as a whole. I don't think they're they're a team that is going to push on and make a Europe or anything like that. I might be completely wrong, but I, I just can't see that. Forest Europe? You're joking, are you? No, no. I'm, I'm saying in terms of like being really successful. But I think he'll do decent enough where he'll probably get them a, probably around where Wolves are going to be this season. They'll probably be fairly stable. Anywhere from like 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, probably around there, fairly comfortable. Gibbs White happy for him to be there and Willy Bolly or not? Bolly probably is. I don't know about Gibbs. Cause... I think they had a, a love-hate relationship at times. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved mean, it, they, always talked him up and then never really played him. And I was about to say, there's an argument that he probably should have played more under Nuno when he was at Wolves, shouldn't he? So, yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Really, you know, mm-hmm. And we know that... Morgan's oh, I knife. guarantee you that. I guarantee you the quotes are coming out. There's a loving. I guarantee you that. Oh no, yeah, but, uh, I, I agree with that. He's also not afraid to speak and and act his mind as well as E. Morgan. So I think if if he's not happy about something, he'll probably make it quite clear quite quickly. But um, yeah, I'm sure Nuno will be desperate to get everyone on board. The the way that he's going to need that almost siege mentality of yeah. you know pushing everyone else out and, and sticking sticking together and. Um, and yeah, they'll probably, they'll probably do fairly well there. To be honest, probably be, probably be okay. But it's a strange one seeing him, you know, seeing him unveiled with the forest badge and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I'd, at the time when he left Wolves, I'm sure he wouldn't have wanted to go. And and it was very much described as a mutual thing, but it it was very much uh, Wolves moving him on. And um, if things had been different, he might he might have still been here. But maybe maybe time was up. Yeah, um, interesting one, really, isn't it? Like, I think Nuno's not daft at all. I mean, it's a, it's a good job for him to get to if he wants to get back into the Premier League because a bit like the Wolves project, he can only do well there. The aim is to not get relegated this season for Nottingham Forest. And you look at the Premier League table, I think more than any other season, really, those bottom three of Sheffield United, Burnley and Luton could be could be done and dusted with 10 games to go. And if they can just keep in with that 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 glob pack, so to speak, or in touch with them, I think that they'll be fine, actually. Um probably be under a decent retainer, decent bonus as well. And, and all of a sudden, you know, your stock's pretty high from keeping them in the Premier League. And if they can do anything and get them closer to mid-table than the bottom, then I think um, it's perfect for him, really. So uh, a few people on I've, I've read and, and socials and different takes and don't want him to be there. And, oh, you know, maybe could we have Nuno back? And would you do? Would you go back to Nuno? You know, Lopetegui, you know, we, we should... We messed up there big time. He didn't know anything about financials and FFP, and we, we got hoodwinked. And again, we've 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 let ourselves down with with what we've done there. I think that really people have got to understand that. Don't look back. I think that's the danger, isn't it? You don't look back. It's a, it's it's a bit like an ex girlfriend. You always want to have a peek, and you always remember the good times and the great times. And really, you take them back and. And it's exactly the same as what happened before. You know, there's still these same issues, the same problems. And, and I think that's really what you think about it. Same with loanee players, you know, Liam. You, you, get, you get Wolves loanee players going out abroad and they're doing well. And all of a sudden, when you're struggling, the stock rises before they've even kicked a ball back at the football club. And they come back and they go, oh, yeah, they were shit, actually. They were bloody crap in the first place. What were we thinking about? 
Um, and I think that's the case here. Look, I think Nuno, we will all remember Nuno. That was some of the most incredible times as a Wolves fan. And I don't, you know, and I always do that. I will never have any animosity towards it. I think it was a, it was probably the right change at the right time for me. And for me, and I think probably 95% of Wolves fans, that was one of the best eras of football to watch. Yes, the football didn't come, didn't, wasn't particularly good towards the end. And I think a change needed to happen. I don't think COVID helped really. I think everyone really struggled then, and I think that probably had a um, was probably the final nail in the coffin. But at the same time, um, amazing, amazing times. So I will always look at him with fondness, hundred percent. Even his temper tantrums and his frustrations at some of the media at times and everything like that, he did great for this football club, and that's the most important thing. Same with Lopetegui. Like end of the day, yeah, he spent a lot of money, Liam, in January. But Wolves are bottom of the Premier League. Wolves stayed up in that Premier League. They stayed up comfortably in that Premier League. That was a fantastic job. I don't care whether you had money or not. You still had to deliver it. They had some great results. They had some stinking results as well. They got slapped a couple of times. But I tell you what, if you're going to be two, three, four games out and you're comfortably safe in the Premier League, that is job done for me. And I think it was a big shame that he left. But at the same time, the way that he acted, the way that he conducted himself, the way that, yes, you know, he was very good with the media and stuff like that previous, but the way that he was in pre-season was pretty shocking really and I'm talking about not only the way that he conducted himself verbally and giving interviews and saying he wasn't he was frustrated and he didn't expect this this squad and didn't think didn't really rate them it was basically saying that this squad aren't good enough to stay up and the way that he didn't basically blanked us in pre-season really as well you know two journalists who had who had flown out not be not you know not not being rude but at the same time he could have kind of acknowledged us the other t- his, rest of his staff were absolutely fine kind of left me with a sour taste and yeah he's got to look after number one but at the same time if you're going to be like that then I think that it was again the right choice to make you don't want a manager who doesn't want to be here to be at the start of this season so you know yes Gary O'Neill's probably coincided with a, a difficult couple of games but at the same time you've got to look at where you are at this moment in time and I think that actually they've probably got it about spot on yeah I think that's a you know pretty well said to be honest I can't really add too much they both those managers had you know, important, albeit very different, but important spells at Wolves and did very, very, very good um, in, in charge for for differing reasons. But I don't think you can look back on it and think, what if, or sh- should they, sh- should should Wolves go back and try and bring them one of them back in again? I mean, obviously, Nuno's long gone now with, with going to Forest, but yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a dangerous precedent to have. Cause I, I, an example I would give would be Vitinha, um, he was okay on loan at Wolves, but I didn't think he was anything more than that. I didn't think he was worth anywhere near the kind of money that was being quoted to sign him permanently. The following season, he had an exceptional campaign, and then he signed for mm-hmm. PSG. Um, that's just, that's football, you know. He, yeah. he, he just because he's now at PSG, and he and I saw him. He scored the, the other night for them as well. And just because that's happening, doesn't mean that. Wolves were wrong at that time to to not sign him. So um, it, it's it's an example of that. I think you you look back too much and you're going to be frustrated at so many decisions. But I think you have to focus on the on the here and now. And and, and Gary mm-hmm. Neal is the the present and Wolves hope the future of this team moving forward. Yeah, well said, Mister Liam King. Um, so before we go on to January and talking about transfers and strikers, I just want to say something very quickly, if I may. Um, Absolutely. Um, and that is, look, um, you know, we've been doing this now for eight years and we're, we're very blessed. You know, we have 12, 13,000 of you listening every week. And, you know, we are a family. We always are a family here. 
Um, and what I did want to say is, because it is Christmas, because things are coming up, it can be a, you know, it's a fantastic time for family and friends, but also it can be a very difficult time for people. And, you know, it's, it's not lost on us as well, the cost of living crisis and, and that, you know, sometimes people can struggle around Christmas not having the kind of Christmas that they want um, to give to, to themselves and also their family. So I just wanted to say um, that if anyone is struggling this Christmas, anyone who listens to this podcast or, you know, don't suffer in silence, um, you know, if you need... Um, a little bit on Christmas Day and you're worried about maybe a bit of food, you know, maybe like, you know, turkey or some some trimmings or, you know, something that's going to make Christmas a little bit better for yourself or for the family. Um, if, you know, you've got children and you haven't quite got enough, um, you haven't, you know, you're missing a present or a present or two and, you know, you think it's going to be um, not what you thought, please get in touch um, to my email um, I'm going to be around for the next few days and I would absolutely be delighted if I can just in a tiny, tiny way help you out with a little bit of food or a little present for the kids. Um, if you can't provide for it, do not suffer in silence. Get in touch. My email is nathan.judah at mnamedia.co.uk. nathan.judah at mnamedia.co.uk. .co.uk. What I'll do as well is I will also put my email address on the tweet um, later on. I'm not going to put anything with it. I'm just going to put it at the bottom of the tweet so you've got it there as well. But please, please, if you are thinking about it, if you're thinking about, you know, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to say anything. Honestly, completely anonymous. Just get in touch. I would implore you to do it rather than not. Um, I'm going to be around Christmas Eve. I'm obviously going to be traveling to the game. I've also got a, little, a few hours as well in one of the evenings so I can deliver some stuff. I can just leave it on the doorstep if you need to. I don't even need to see you, but please, please get in touch. Honestly, I'd rather you do that than not. And also, that doesn't go with just items. You know, mental health as well is massively important. If you, you know, just want... A, a chat or a bit of a bit of a a bit of chat about the wolves on the phone or whatever you know one time this week or whatever I've got some time on an evening Liam I'm sure you'll probably do a, a couple of chats as well if you are and you just want a bit of a uh, a bit of crack or a bit of a laugh and a joke for five or ten minutes and we can tell you a little bit about about the club one on one then again please please get in touch um, and if you are thinking about it or you're thinking oh no I'm not going to do it honestly please do because. Um, I'd love you to do it. And like I say, we are a family here. So I just wanted to say that I'll put my email address, like I say, on the tweet and also nathan.judah.mnamedia.co.uk. Get in touch and hopefully we can just do a tiny little bit extra uh, to help your Christmas be a little bit better. Okay, wow. moving... Spot on, mate. Couldn't have said it better myself. Excellent. Moving on. Um, right, okay, let's talk about January. Let's talk about strikers. Let's talk about... Um, the situation with Fabio and and Sasha Kalajic, Liam, and you know, I, I put a tweet out the other day about you know, I mean, like I said, you know, Fabio doesn't. It's just no chance of getting on at this moment in time, and Sasha's almost got into that same situation um, where he's just not coming on in games. And I, I know we've kind of had a bit of a difference of um, of opinion after the game. You saying, well, maybe it wasn't the right time to put Sasha on, and I was more of the of the thinking, well, surely this is the right time because. If they get a goal and if it's a consolation goal, it keeps them going. It keeps them a little bit, gives them a little bit of added confidence going into when they might be needed. But at this moment in time, Liam, it's not looking good for both of the, these guys. I think we've both 
said that that's, that that Fabio is almost certain to go out on loan again in January and maybe he might have kicked his last ball in a wool shirt. We'll see. I mean, you know, you've got the FA Cup coming up as well, so things can change in that. But Gary O'Neill wants to bring a striker in. Will he bring that striker in, Liam? And also, the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about, and we'll, we'll go on to wingers a little, in a little bit after, after this, but the only thing I'm worried about is what I wouldn't want, Liam, is some kind of a William Jose situation where they get an older striker in who's 30 or 31 or 32 and just does nothing. And it's like, what's that? who's that benefiting? I mean, Wolves, Liam, are 13th in the Premier League. Okay, They're, they're a win away from, from Chelsea in 10th. Realistically, yes. I mean, of course, they go on a shocking run and they could get dragged into it. But I think we both think at this moment in time that Wolves will be fine this season. So what are we trying to get here? And can they get someone in? Because for me, it's more likely to be alone with an option. They might surprise us and go in and, and sign someone um, permanently. But if it's not, they've got to be very careful with this loan that they get. Because if it's not, if it's only the same as what you've got or a little bit different, then is it worth doing? I, to be honest, obviously whoever they bring in is going to be someone that they think is going to add quality and and something to the team. The Wolves wouldn't bring the player in if they didn't think that they're going to add something. But regardless of whether it's a loan or permanent, I, I would like to see Wolves bring someone in. I think they have to bring someone in. Um, but they have to do that as well as giving the players their opportunities. Now, um, I almost write Fabio off at this point, um, not because of anything to do with him personally, but because it's clear that Gary Neal was not having him. And mm-hmm. also from my story last week, you know, there's lots of clubs interested in, lots of clubs in Germany, Spain, Italy, all interested in taking him. Um, well, all parties really would be open to him leaving on a permanent deal, but the money Wolves are going to want is probably going to be a bit too much in January. I mean, never say never, but it probably will be, meaning that a loan with an option is, is probably the most likely scenario with um, you know Fabio still being on a contract till 26 and with an option till 2027 as well. So they're not really in a massive rush to, to sell straight away. But he is, if all goes well and the right deal is there, he is as close to 100% moving on as, as you can as you can be um, in football. And then, so putting him to one side really for the time being. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to give Sasha Kalaji's opportunities and he's not had anywhere near enough recently. I think you have to give him that at some point. I don't, as far as I'm aware, I don't believe Wolves are actively looking to sell him. But as with any player, if the right offer comes in and Wolves think it's something that they're going to be able to to benefit from and bring other players in, then, you know, he, he he as well as anyone else could go. So um, I don't believe they're actively looking to get rid of him. But it's obviously not, you know, completely out of the question. But he has to have opportunities before Jan, before or during January. And before during Wolves bring someone in or to make a decision on him for that for it to be for me an accurate um, decision. Now, obviously, they are, we're not there in training. Gary O'Neill has a lot more information than we do based on individual players. But from a, a fan's perspective and from what we see perspective, you have to give players opportunity on the pitch. And, and Sasha's not had any, anywhere near enough. And then in terms of signing a striker, regardless of the chances Sasha's getting uh, or he's given, rather, I still believe Wolves do need to bring a striker in anyway. I think it's mm-hmm. regardless of those chances, they need another sort of out-and-out number nine option because they're short on wingers, which yeah. you know, I've said for a while that they're going to bring a winger in, or mm-hmm. they want to bring one in, rather. Um, but once you bring in another out-and-out number nine, Cunha then becomes someone who plays off a nine 
or he plays yeah. across the front three. He mm-hmm. becomes he's not an out and out winger, but he becomes another forward option that plays along those positions. And all of a sudden, the depth starts to feel a little bit more, um, yeah, in a better place. So an out and out nine, someone who is a nine has to come in, I think, regardless of whether Sasha gets a chance or not. Um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And I put contract links on the bottom of the tweet as well. Like Fabio, we all know about the contract. We all know that he signed an extra year um, when he went out on loan last last season. Um, and look, Wolves are going to have to take a hit on Fabio Silva if they want to sell him permanently. I think that's 100%. And look, there will be... I, I'm sure Matt Hobbs is, is one of the best about, isn't he? And I'm sure that he'll get a deal that will... I'm going to try and say save face for for the football club, really, in terms of it, because up front, money-wise, I don't think they're getting a lot of money for Fabio Silva, nowhere near the 30-plus million. In fact, I'd be stunned if it's double figures, to be honest, Liam. Um, now, now signing on fees and performances and, and appearance money, etc., then, yeah, I'm sure that there will be a kickback that will, if he hit every single target, will be close to what they got for him maybe but I'm sure there'll be a few unrealistic ones in there this is assuming that he does end up going I actually don't think he'll end up going permanently until the summer but we shall see Sasha Kalajic is an interesting one because Wolves under Bruno somehow gave Sasha and look I I like Sasha and he scored some very important goals and I still think he's got a future at Wolves but this is this is not new information we were stunned that he got a five-year deal a five-year contract I know it coming on big money, but at the same time, with the injury record he's had, I was I was amazed that he gave a five year deal. Now the issue they're going to have, Liam, is is you know Sasha's let's say Sasha's on. I don't know what Sasha's on, but let's say he's on twenty five, thirty grand a week. Let's say let's say you're on lower end. That still equates to about six to eight million pounds over five years. You know, like if you're sitting on six to eight million pounds and you're saying, well, we're signing you, but wouldn't you know? We can only give you a two-year deal or look at your injury history. You've just come back from a... Was it an ACL, was it? Uh, he had had one previously, yeah. That's right, before he came to Wolves. No, but what was what did he do, sorry, when he... Um, on, on the first game? Oh, when he was season? at Wolves, yeah. No, yeah, it was ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ACL. So he's just come back from another ACL. You haven't had a lot of game time. We can't offer you a five-year deal. We can offer you a two-year deal. And, you know, you're coming from the Premier League. We can't offer you these wages. We can only offer you half. If you're Sasha Kalajic, you're going to say, well, no, I'm not... Why, why am I going to forego three or four or five million pounds and go on a, a shorter contract over over less money? I'd be very stunned if some I'd be stunned if someone offered him a new, another five year deal on similar money. So, you know, people say, well, it's you know he's going to go anyway, or Wolves can Wolves aren't going to Sasha Kalajic isn't going to go just to suit Wolves because he doesn't fit into this plan. And I, I we've talked about this many times about if you sign a contract. If that football club agrees to pay you that kind of a money, I've got no issue with a player digging his heels in. And I think if you know, if if Gary O'Neill's not having him, if he's not fitting into the long-term plan, unless Wolves get a deal and Sasha Kalajic gets a deal that's similar in terms of contract length or money or a, sh- a short contract length or more money, I I think there could be an issue here and a bit of an impasse. And that's all from Wolves' own creation. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair point, but. All of this becomes a little bit redundant to me almost when you haven't given that player enough chances on the field yeah. anyway. I think I think that yeah. is almost the starting point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't. And I have to reiterate the point that Gary Neal sees him in training. He sees more than us. And from what I've you know I interviewed Sasha in preseason, from what I've seen of him as a as a person, a player, I don't think he's the kind of you know character to to cause any problems. So I don't think it'll be an issue in the around the training ground or on the 
uh, or in the dressing room. But, he but he's is been critical, anti someone... Gary O'Neill, of, of, of the impact no, he of, has. of subs, of, of no, he has. they've got to keep on doing it on the training ground. So there's something not quite right there, isn't there, behind the scenes? No, I think I think he's clearly unhappy with the impact that players have, have been making off the bench. And, and he is right when Sasha hadn't quite done enough in a few uh, sub appearances recently. He mentioned as well, I think it might have been the Arsenal game um, and he mentioned uh, after after that game about sort of specifically mentioned Sasha and said that he's still got to to learn um, about well essentially where he wants him to be and what he needs to do when he comes on. So he's clearly not happy with the, him as an option uh, right now, and and there's work to do on that. I am planning to ask to ask Gary about Sasha as well. So it'd be interesting to see what he says. But all of this, regardless, I think they have to they have to still bring in a number nine because it just opens up different opportunities for the squad, and particularly Cunha, rather than um, yeah, regardless of what what happens with Sasha, really. Yeah, yeah, um, and just in terms of a winger, Liam, is that something that you think will will get done almost almost pretty quickly? Do you think there's a few eyes on on a couple they want to get them in early? Of course, you know they're going to lose Juan to the to the Asia Cup, and and maybe is it. Would Bubakar go? Is it Bubakar would go? Buba and Eight Nori to the and African Nations, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, they yeah. I mean, I've been saying for a while on on, on here that Wolves were looking at a winger, um, and that's pretty obvious really when you look at the the squad because you know Sarabia probably more of an inside ten kind of floating style of a player for me. Mm-hmm. Huang. More of an inside forward can play centrally, but not really an out and out winger. If you, you know, the old fashioned sense, someone who's going to knock it past someone, get to the byline, add a bit of pace. I mean, Huang's not slow by any means, but he's, he's a slightly different kind of player. Mm-hmm. Neto is really the only out and out winger, and Ignore is probably the closest to that, and he has been playing that, that hybrid role that we spoke about. So it's pretty obvious from the squad and the depth of the squad that, that Wolves need a winger, and, and it's certainly something they've um, they've been looking at for. For some time, and you would imagine they wanted to want to get it done quickly, but there's a couple issues with that. One, they have to be still be cautious, uh, money wise, until the end of the financial year. So they're not going to be splashing loads of money unless obviously there's some outgoings that free up a bit of space. And then on top of that, it's never easy to get deals done in January, and you either have to overpay or you have to drag deals on and negotiate and wait for some of the dominoes to fall for deals to go through. So. It's a little bit of an awkward situation for Wolves to get to get something through, but I imagine they'll be they'll be working on that swiftly. So, yeah, they've got to they've also got to weigh it up because yes, they're losing these three players, uh, Huang, Buba, and and Aitnori for depending on how far their countries go in their in their respective competitions, they'll lose them for you know a couple of games up to three or four or five games potentially, but. Wolves aren't going to splash money just to replace them when they are coming back anyway. They're going to have to try and balance the team and bring some 21 players through and, and get through what will be a tricky couple couple of months or month and a half or so. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Wolves manage it and, and how quickly they can bring a couple of names in. Good stuff. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty more January chat on its way. Right, uh, word from our sponsors, kellentosterman.co.uk, your graded... Product specialist, 01384 483 286. Christmas orders, you've got to order before 2 o'clock today, oh, today uh, for dispatch before Christmas. I bet get this podcast out pretty quickly then after this, uh, Liam. But uh, they reopen and the process orders from January the 3rd as well. How would you like, Liam, to go back to for your new beautiful house 
a warm light double heated electric under blanket just because you know you might be a little bit ish bit of issue on the central heating to start with and you want to save a little bit of energy before that first crazy energy bill comes in a nice little blanket just snuggle underneath with the missus um double heated would you like it would you like it i mean i could not think of anything better perfectly for those chilly winter months the warm light double electric blanket and it's the ideal solution for keeping you cozy while you sleep baby um liam you uh i tried for you to guess high last week and you guessed the exact amount so can you go higher so it sounds like we're giving you a great deal even though uh, we I, absolutely how much for the how much for the double heated blanket three grand um no oh, love, let's on, go on, hit me. let's go blanket. don't do me heated so, blanket Eighty pounds. How does that sound? Oh, Liam, honestly, incredible. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> you yummy go for a second. Um, Fifty. Lower, baby. No chance. Oh, honestly. Well, it's not going to be any lower than like forty. I'm giving you. Put put it this way: you're getting change out of a twenty-pound note, Liam. Change out of a twenty. And that's, that's I think, what you said to me on text yesterday, what you've spent on Christmas so far on presents. Um, no, no, no. It's 15. Just on Rosie. It's 15 pounds. It's 15 pounds, baby. 15 quid. Well, I'm glad, if, if I get one, I can I can double the amount of money I spent on Rosie for Christmas. It'd be perfect. There you go. Boom, boom. And you can share it as well. It's a win-win. Happy days. Sharing's caring. 15 quid. Five quid change out of 20 quid. Happy days. Get yourself involved. CaitlinToasterman.ker.uk. Let's get some questions from the beautiful people. Um, uh, let's one from... We've got an email in. So let's go with the email first. Um, this is from Max Wright. Max wants to know a little bit more about that cold, that, that cold bug and food poisoning rumours. What, what's up with that? Um, going into the West Ham game, uh, I think it was Cunha, Dawson and one Lamina. of them. Lamina, who were affected, they all put their hand up. They still wanted to play, but if you under the weather, what's the issue there? He says, can they change the hotel? Is it as simple as that? Do we know a little bit more about that? I mean, look, they've got their own chef anyway, haven't they? So I don't think it's anything to do with that. But do you think it might have just been an unfortunate bout of, of flu at the wrong time, Liam? Yeah, just a little bit of bad luck by the, by mm. the, by the looks of it. Um, and there's been a bits going around. You know, West Ham had it for the Fulham game, wasn't it, prior as well? Mm. They had a, a little bit of illness in the camp. I mean, these things happen around this time of year and you've got to bear in mind that you know when you've got all of these people spending a lot of time around each other these kind of things happen it's uh yeah a breeding ground for illnesses and uh i think i've suffered from it as well i think i've caught it i'm going to blame cunha because i interviewed him after the game recently so i'm going to blame him um him? i definitely want to tell him because um you know we've got a good rapport going on i wouldn't want to upset him um <laughs> he's got no <laughs> idea who i am um no. well, do you want a picture lad <laughs> oh that was awful, Pablo. Cheers, lad. Um, we should do. We should say that actually next. Maybe we'll say that next week. Uh, your story, because obviously people who were in the podcast, I guess they listen to it as well. But we'll 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 go over a couple of the older stories that we said, and we've also got a couple of newer ones as well. Exciting. Um, so yeah, a uh, little bit unfortunate, and yeah, as I said, we're waiting to hear from Gary Neal today. So hopefully, there's no more of those issues um, spreading through the camp. But um, yeah, fairly easy to clear up, and the players looked okay. I mean, no, the performance wasn't great, but they looked. Mm physically okay so I'm sure it's yeah. nothing major um, Wolfpack a few months have now passed how do you rate the summer signings that we bought um, or brought in uh, do any of them improve Wolves should we be worried that similar poor additions will be brought in January we are linked to cheap players due to a tiny budget is it worth just waiting till the summer uh, no I think you have to bring players in in January if, if you can I mean based on you know Wolves are in a position like last, last January where they have to bring in 
you know, a plethora of players. They're not in that same position. But they need a couple. I think they need a little bit of uh, a little bit of a boost to the squad. Um, I don't think it was a poor summer by any means. It wasn't the summer that I'm sure a lot of people would have wanted based on financial constraints. But I wouldn't say it was a poor one. I mean, let's let's go through. I mean, Tom King came in. Obviously, you can't really judge him because he's come from the lower leagues. Is a third choice goalkeeper. Hasn't played for mm-hmm. Wolves. So um, yeah, very much a bog standard uh, signing really. Um, Doc. You know, a free transfer. So based on money wise, it wasn't a, you know wasn't a, a big outlay, but probably hasn't done as much as we would have expected or wanted. Not no. as great off the bench recently either. So maybe a little bit under par from him. Santi Bueno. I think there's more to come from him, but we just haven't seen enough. Um, he hasn't played anywhere near enough, so it's difficult to judge him. So I wouldn't say he's a poor signing yet because you know we haven't got a lot to base him off. Um, let me go through the squad. Who else am I? Forgetting Tommy Doyle, um, Tommy Doyle in some ways has maybe disappointed me more than anyone. Not because I think he's done particularly bad, but maybe I and it might be my fault rather than him. I expected a little bit more from him than we have had so far. He's a little bit more raw than I maybe expected when he came in. So yeah, a little bit underwhelming. But I I think there's a good player in there and there's more to come from him. So we'll see. Bellegarde, we've seen some really incredible moments. But then some really poor ones as well. So I think he's going to need a bit of time. But I think he should be a good signing, I think. Um, and then after that, is it just... Well, Enzo Gonzalez, again, you can't really you can't sure. really judge yeah. him. Um, so... Enzo, it's more, it's more, I think the question more about is, is more interesting about should they wait to the summer if they're like 50-50 on a player? What you don't want to do, and I don't think Wolves will do this, is play, pay over the odds for a player. And... Maybe they might have done that, well, within FFP regulations, of course, but they might have done that and, and gone the extra mile if the right player came available, if they were struggling at the bottom. But because of where they are in the league, it gives themselves a little bit of breathing room, don't they? Yeah, January is often a market that you, if you need to buy in January, it's because you're struggling for one reason or another most of the time is, is the situation. So I don't think Wolves are desperate, but they clearly want to add a couple um, if they can. And that's a fairly good position to be in. So, yes, I think you you can wait to the summer. I don't think it's going to be a major issue for Wolves if you do. But I think if the right deal comes up and the right player comes up now, you do it now and you add to mm-hmm. to a squad that maybe needs a little bit of a boost. So, yeah, it, it, I don't think it was a poor summer by any means with the signings that came in, but it, 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 they haven't had enough maybe first eleven impact for players than maybe they would have liked. Um, I was going to ask you another question about January there, but um, can I? A oh, very quick answer. Then we can we can go we go over it more in in the next couple of weeks. But um, can you see any? I want to talk about periphery players. But can you see any main first teamers interested in them and, and potentially leaving the club? I guess Neto comes to mind, and it it would be a a bigger conversation should, had he not been injured. So I think it's almost certain that they'll keep Neto in January. I know Arsenal are sniffing around, but I think um, attentions have gone to. Uh, to Douglas Louise at Aston Villa at this moment in time. I know different players, but I think that that's probably their number one target in, in, in January. But um, in terms of regular first-team players, is there anyone who you think may um, bids may come in for him? Oh, I'm sure there'll be players that will be that will be attracting interest, no doubt. I mean, Max Kilman's a player that always attracts interest from clubs, as we, clubs as we saw in the, in the summer. I think the more important answer to that question is, can I see Wolves allowing any players to move on obviously 
if the right deal and the right money's there, they always consider it. That's that's the reality of where Wolves are at as a club. But I I can't see Wolves being in a position to allow any first team players to go. So it would take something pretty substantial for for that to happen. There'll be obviously a couple of fringe players like Johnny and obviously mm. we spoke about Fabio already. But in terms of first eleven starting players, I'd be very surprised if there's any movement. To be honest. Okay. Should have said that question from Jathan Nuder. Jathan Nuder. Uh, Jack Holden with Saar picking up a couple of injuries over the last few weeks and Benny looking questionable between the sticks. Do you anticipate a new goalkeeper coming in? Uh, I wouldn't say in January and I'd be surprised. Um, but it's definitely something Wolves have, have explored. Um, you know, I think it was this time last year. I think it was Christmas Day, actually, I put the story out. This before Wolves signed Bentley to say that Wolves were looking at bringing in a number two in January. Obviously, they then went and signed Bentley. And then they would consider looking at another number one option, whether in the January or the summer. Um, I think it's pretty clear in the summer that you know, there was interest in Saar and there was definitely conversations going on about him potentially going and then it didn't happen. He signed a new deal. Um, I don't think it's out of the question that at some point soon, or probably not January, but some point soon, there's a bit of movement in the goalkeeper department. Um, there's been a lot of rumours about Saudi Arabian interest in Saar. So... Um, yeah, I could see something happening at some point, um, but yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think January. But you okay. never say never. Um, should we go through some fire questions quickly? Let's do quick ones. Let's go. Okay, quick ones because now you've got to go to the press conference. Um, Spencer, risk I know, but if Sarah's is not fit, I would play Tom King in goal as Bentley is clearly not good enough. Yeah, I completely disagree. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Simple as that. Mike, Mike Murphy, how far do you agree points are more important than performances for the next three games? Yeah, good question. Um, I'm going to weigh it up as a 70-30 in favour of points. I think you, I yeah. think points are always going to be more important, but yeah, I think you need points on the board right now. Andy Matthews, should we have kept Connor Cody? He's not getting any game time at Leicester and he would have been useful at times this season for us, especially last Sunday. Do you think Nuno will take him to Forest? Um, I think he's actually got back into the Leicester team recently. I've seen him play. Um, and obviously, he was injured for a long time. But um, he's been in and out a little bit. I think for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. I, I think not be really. Quite I think the, promotion to his belt, right? I don't, but I yeah, think, I think that the time had come for him to to, to leave Wolves. I think it was a, the best thing for all parties, really. So I'm not. I wouldn't say that. Would Nuno take him? I mean, they've got enough players as it is. To be honest, mm. uh, enough centre backs that aren't even in the squad. So I, I I don't see it. But you never know. Mark Collins, has Gary O'Neill lost the credit he'd banked by switching to a back four against West Ham when everybody knows we can't play that way? No, I wouldn't say so. I think it was a um it was an, I don't think it was an error, I think it was a mistake. I wouldn't have lined up that way myself. But I don't think he I don't think one game undoes, you know, almost a whole season of pretty mm. good work. So no, he's gonna have to do a lot a lot more um errors to to completely undo that. Um, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. Are we, nothing but Neto says, are we in the hard times that Gary O'Neill has alluded to for weeks? Seems our performances have dropped and the boys don't look up for it anymore. Yeah, I think it was a smart thing from Gary O'Neill. They had to, he had to make it clear that the tough times were going to come. And I've obviously said it on here because it's, it's you know it's pretty obvious that the Wolves are going to go through a bit of a, a bad spell. So um, yeah, these are these. This is the spell now. When they're approaching January, they need a, a couple of additions, and they need to try and get through it. And this is why I think points are maybe more important than, than performances. You need mm-hmm. to, if you go win one nil against Chelsea, in, or compare that to losing one nil, you know, absolutely battering them. Everyone's going to prefer the one nil win. So take it. 
Okay, last five questions. Um, Andy B, have we received any potential extra payments from the Gibbs White deal based upon appearances, etc.? Surely, if and when any of them come, it'll be a big bonus on the FFP front. Um, yes. So, yeah, I don't actually have the figures, but I do have it confirmed that Wolves will have definitely received some of it based on Premier League appearances so far. Um, so it went up in sort of increments based on the number of appearances. Um, been described to me as a, as a nice amount but not enough to have a huge impact on FFP. So, yeah, Wolves are benefiting from that deal. Um, try and I'll try and work to, to figure out how much buy, but um, it's not going to massively impact their ability to spend in January. Excellent. Uh, Links, Wolf, Nuno and Larg, Large, 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 Larger. So what you're going to be on, lad. Uh, Nuno and Large had, had clear styles. Um, we seem to have been a bit all over the place since then. What's O'Neill Ball, he says, question mark. It's been a few months now and I'm not sure I know what his preferred style of football is. We've been okay with a 5-2-3, but is that due to the players or his preference? So he's 100% had to adapt what he actually wants to play um, based on this team. And he and he's pretty much said that publicly. Um, I think it's very clear he wants Wolves to be aggressive front foot hopefully possession-based and dominant. But he can't always play that and he's had to occasionally play counter-attacking or you know this hybrid formation. So I think it's a little bit in the works and there will be more to come on that front. Um, but it's more of trying to... He had to get through from August to January and maybe even beyond that um, with what he has and has had to you know adapt uh, what he wants out of the team based on that. And he uses the Brighton game as an example. He tried to be... Um, a little bit gung-ho against them and it backfired. And I think that was the moment when he, it started to click that, right, I'm going to have to change this slightly. And obviously mm-hmm. the results started to come after that. Uh, a couple of nice uh, messages. Andrew Hadfield, no question. Used to Merry Christmas to the whole potty bunch. Thank you very much, Andrew. Grace Morris said, no real funny questions. Just want to say happy holidays and thanks for entertaining. My Wolves-loving hubby uh, at Newman Wolves fan on our road trips, P.S. Getting my duet ready for the Glob Barbecue. Love it, love it. Uh, can we teach young Liam Keane some George Strait, he said, she says. I've got no idea what that means, but yeah, let's go. George Strait, a bit, bit of country, no? I didn't, honestly, I, I, I don't, I didn't even know who that was. Okay, well, there you go, you need to learn, you need to learn. Only a um, big artist, mate. <laughs> important question, um, says Reggie, is Rosie putting half towards her own Christmas presents this year? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, you got all out? She, she's doing 70%. <laughs> Have you got anything special? No. Cheeky, shiny, <laughs> cheeky, shiny what... diamond, little ring, little... No, little, plenty of time me. for that, my friend. Plenty of time for that. I'll plenty get house first. Plenty of time. Uh, Alfie gets got slated um, recently for this, but would you take the current Jota or the current Cunha in this wolf side? It's It's a... Good question. And well, Jota's injured, isn't he? So, well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing if you're doing current, you probably you take Cunha. If we're comparing them as players, you I think you probably take Jota, don't you? Because he's yeah, you're taking, you're you taking know, you taking know, Yeah, we know how good he did for Wolves. So, yeah, probably about that. Um, uh, Anna, Quality Street Roses Heroes. Which one? Quality Street Roses Heroes Top. Quality Street second, Roses third. I'm going to go Heroes top as well. I think, uh, yeah, I think you, I think you nailed it. One, two, and three there. Hundred uh, percent. Ronan Gibbons, as I listen to this, I will be on a plane to New York City for Christmas and New Year. Wow. 
Any advice to things to do over there in the Where's Best to Eat, Liam? New York? Uh, never New been, York? so you'll have to take this one, oh, my friend. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd invite you, but you wouldn't come, mate, would you? Do you know what I mean? You have better things to do, like wash your hair. There's no need for that. Um... Well, I mean, look, you do the tourist attractions as well. I would say that um, a couple of um, get uh, sounds sounds a bit touristy, but get on the buses, get on the get on the stop buses. You get to see all the landmarks. Obviously, you can use it as well getting across uh, around the city. Uh, do Times Square. Go and see a West End show if you don't want to pay full price. There's a ticket booth which will give you discounted tickets there for tickets that haven't been sold. Um, my favourites, I would say, are six at the moment. So go and see that. It's a great show. Um, only last 70 minutes and tickets are expensive but if you've um like i say if you go to that ticket booth you might be able to get some um some prices but there's some great tony winning musicals there um get across to statue of liberty don't go straight there go across to staten island get the free ferry so you go past it you don't need to go inside the statue of liberty then come back um you can go and do 9 11 memorial as well which is very close to there in the financial district and then go to cat's deli which um is the most crazy incredible salt beef uh, sandwiches as well but just enjoy it have a run around central park if you want to have um, a little bit of downtime and you want to do a little bit of fitness and just enjoy it there's also a great korean district there too too. So, uh, yeah, that's a few things off the top of my head. We shall move on. Been to New York a few times, Kino, so, you know. I can tell. Famous favourite Christmas tradition for you? Pro- Aaron probably, Aaron Wright. probably watching Muppets Christmas Carol on Christmas Eve, but I can't yeah. do it this year. Sad. A good shout. Do you know what? I don't mind, and again, for the older ones, um, I don't mind a bit of Christmas Only Fools and Horses. Mm, yeah, not really. I've never really watched it properly. I, I should, but I never really have, sadly. Oh, okay. Um, Freezing Wolf says, who finishes higher, Nuno's Forest or O'Neill's Wolves? O'Neill's Wolves. 100%, so baby. Um, and that's about it. That's about it. Thank you very much for your questions this week, peeps. Right, uh, very quick preview. I'm just looking, Liam, actually. Um, and with the game on the 27th, this will probably be this will probably carry us over for both games, this and the Brentford game. Do you agree? Because Boxing Day is going to be can't give one day poddy, can we notice? Um, I mean, it, I mean, can... it might get, it might carry us through all the way to uh, to Everton, depending on well, where, I, where we are. I, I, yeah, I want to try and do one before Everton. Hopefully, I think that would be nice um, if we can if we can squeeze one in. Potentially, one in. I mean, twenty eighth maybe. Come possibly. On. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We'll have, to, we'll have to discuss that off air, I think. Um, I'm always available for a pod, you know that. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll get someone else on. Um, don't worry, lad, don't worry. Uh, it's fine, <laughs> right. Wolves against Chelsea. What is happening? Uh, what is occurring, Liam Keane? Um, one change for you, two changes. I guess there's going to be an update on Jose Sarr, which will be interesting. Of course, you've got Ryan Aitnori, who's going to be knocking on the door now. He got 20 minutes, probably one of the only positives, I think, coming out of that West Ham defeat. Um, you've got the Bellegarde issue as well. Do they go back to a back five? I assume that they would do against Chelsea. So does one of Bellegarde or Sarabia miss out? Yeah, I mean, as I said, we're recording this before speaking to Gary Neal. So I would let's assume that Sars injured, Bentley plays fine, one for one for one, easy. Um, I don't think um, even, even if Neto is available, I don't think he starts. I think it'd be a, no. a major shock if he if he started after a hamstring injury like that. So that that's probably easy one to call. Mm-hmm. I don't think Eight Nori starts. I think he's played 20 minutes. It's an, quite a painful ankle injury. I think he comes off the bench. Um, and because of that, I think they go back to the five. I think Hugo Bueno comes in, provides he's fit. And it's between Belegar and Sravia. It's a toss-up between which one of them starts. And for me, Belegar was better, definitely, second half, as I say, against West Ham. 
but the one who's been a bit more consistent maybe maybe has the shirt right now is Sarabia, I think. So, mm. in that case, from the West Ham game, which maybe a few people will be surprised at, I can just see one change. Hugo Bueno win for, for Bellegarde. So, it's... Okay, interesting. It's all, yeah, trying to, trying to find the answer to a couple of the same problems there of, of finding those goals and finding a bit of that, maybe that pace on the counter because Wolves are probably going to need that against Chelsea. But um, hopefully Neto, if he is a, is around the squad, is going to be a bit of a boost to, to the fans and the modern new atmosphere as well as uh, as well as the players. I'm going to say two changes. Um, again, that will this, that might be one again, uh, depending on Gary Mill. But I think that uh, Jose Sam, hopeful Jose Sam will play or be available, or it might be a late decision. So I'm going to say sign goal unless Gary Neal rules him out this afternoon. Um, I'm going to say that Ryan Nuri starts actually. Um, I'm going to say he starts for Pablo Sarabia, and I think Bellegar gets the nod. Um, ahead of Cunha and Huang. Need to let them off on Huang recently. He's been great. We've talked him up, but he's been. Um, and I think he's tired. He's already gone empty. But I think we need a little bit more from from him in this game. And if there's not, and it's another empty display for me, moving it on slightly, Liam. I think that that then I would be tempted to, depending on how Pedro Neto goes, maybe give him a bit of a break against Brentford and have him coming off the bench because at the moment he's he's not quite living up to what he has done recently, the heights, and I think he just needs taking out to a certain extent. Yeah, um, I think he, look, he needs a, lot, a little bit. A lot will dictate. A lot, sorry, sorry, Liam. A lot will dictate with the Chelsea game, but do you agree going into that Brentford and just for doing a very quick preview to that? Yeah, I, I, I do feel like he needs a little bit of a breather. Um, Huang, he, he's, not, he's not quite been on it. He's, he's been, yes, he's got a couple of goals, obviously, even in poor performances, but West Ham game, you know, you, you barely mentioned his name throughout the whole game. He was barely involved. So, I would like him to have the breather, but do Wolves have the luxury of that? It very much depends on how certain players react over the next couple of games, and, and, or, or the next game, rather, and how they react to injuries and, and coming back. Um, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if he is given that breather, but it might be beneficial to do that. And maybe, at some point in the, in the coming weeks, that'll be something that they, they, can, they can look to give him, but maybe not in time for Brentford. It's... Uh, it's an awkward one for Gary Neal trying to balance everything and manage the players because they, some of them do look knackered. They do, and and look, you've got to be careful as well because you know you've got Wolves at, Wolves at home. Look, Wolves have been very good at home, but Wolves against Chelsea at home. Then you've got the Brentford, but then you've got Everton at home two or three days later. So you know if you can have someone like a Huang playing against Chelsea, maybe on the bench against Brentford, and then having him a little bit better rested going into that Wolves against Everton, which more likely realistically is a is a three pointer for Wolves. They want to get three points in that game. Brentford is of course as well, but at the same time, you know, Everton at home, they should be looking to win that game. I know Everton have been on a good run. It's just going to take horses, of course, is there's going to be a lot of niggles as well. There's no point um, you know, predicting starting 11s for the next two games as well, because you know a lot will depend on on this game. Um, but let's give away, let's let's do predictions, and we'll give away a Christmas jumper for the Christmas the Chelsea game, and we'll give away a training kit for the Brentford game, and hopefully we'll have a a podcast for you on the 28th um, ahead of the game on the Saturday. So let's say Liam will take your prediction for Wolves Chelsea. We'll take my prediction for the prize against Brentford. I'll go first for Chelsea. I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers one, Chelsea one. Oh, I'm going. I'm going quite close. It's not the most exciting. I'm going okay. Nil nil. Nil nil. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a stinker. Nil nil stinker. Stinker. Okay. Um, we'll take a point. We're going to Brentford then. Uh, you go first, and then I shall have the, the the last say on the Brentford game. Really excited as well with this prediction. Oh, um, don't 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 give me two nil nils at Christmas. I'm not going to give you a nil nil, but I'm going to go one one in this one as well. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go one one too. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree there with you. Go. I'm going to say Brentford one, Wolves one. I think they're going to get a point and a point, and I think they'll win against Everton. But that will be later on, hopefully, the podcast before Liam. If I don't see you before Christmas, um, you better you better call uh, my wife because I'm supposed to be seeing you on uh, on Christmas Eve. But hopefully, have have a great one to everyone who listened this year, whether it's once, whether it's twice, whether it's thrice, or whether it's every single episode. Um, Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. We love you. This is a family. Like I said, um, as I said earlier on, I'll put my email on the tweet as well um, for that. So please get in touch if you need to. And from me, from Liam, have a great weekend. We shall see you. Fingers crossed. Three points on Christmas Eve. Take care. Bye-bye.